Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Kyo again. Um, my, let me just turn off the light. Why don't my my face appear orange? No, it's dark. I'll, I'll leave that on. Uh, well, we'll continue with the pelvic inflammatory disease. Um, it is as a GP. I'm not going to see uh, women presenting with that. Uh, most likely, if a woman has acute pelvic pain, they will be presenting to hospital. Most likely. Um, but it is important to have this background knowledge as if someone is doing AMC exam or a fellowship exam that will be very important for our hospital component as well as that if you see someone with this challenging presentation that uh, this will be on the back of your mind as differential that's always important if you are not thinking about it you will never diagnose any condition so let's crack on with that. Um, PID, uh, we never say that. So it can be anything. So prolet's intervertebral disc could be anything. Uh, so we have to call pelvic inflammatory disease. So it's a syndrome of inflammatory disorder affecting only female genital tract, of course. Um, and that can comprise endometritis, salpingitis, tuber ovarian abscess or pelvic peritonitis and sometimes we may use these terms uh, which is which are more specific so that's better and clinical presentation can vary so good history is always important and uh, physical examination of course and prompt treatment is essential to prevent any long-term complication all right, what causes polymicrobial, which means that more than one bacteria can be causing this at the same time. However, we may not be able to find uh, a clear cause in 70% of the time. So what are the remaining 30% that that's important? So it could be um, uh, like miscarriage or sorry, medical termination um, and other genital procedure. Uh, gynecological surgeries um, they could be related to that uh, through sexually transmitted as well so if there is severe Neisseria infection chlamydia trichomatis or mycoplasma infection can be the source of the problem um, so the bacteria can come from vagina flora as well as everywhere or anywhere else so they normally believe that if the cervix is not protecting the ascent of bacteria that will be an issue so we're more interested in who and how we'll present it so that will be high women more younger age are more likely for some reason uh, it will present it with the lower pelvic pain it can be both sides and um, it can fluctuate so the challenging part is that it can just feels like or present like period pain cramps come in waves um, and if you stay in fetal position it might help a bit uh, if you move around that hurts more however it may also radiate to a different direction so 
when we say differential, uh, we need to be consider. And it will be if this is chronic or if it is going on for a few weeks, dyspareunia may be present, uh, which can be elicited during pelvic examination. There can be vaginal discharge, um, vaginal bleeding. So for clinical reasoning purpose, if you're seeing these symptoms like intermenstrual, postquital, aminuragia, uh, the pelvic inflammatory condition or disease has to be in the back of your mind. And even in the exam, you have to write it down um, because that's important to consider it, even if the likelihood, at least in Australia, are gradually low. Uh, fever, nausea, and vomiting can present. That could be sepsis. So that's important to, if, which, which indicates urgency of management. So diagnosis, so good examination, good history is important. However, it is purely clinical diagnosis. So, and the other thing is that there is no harm in diagnosing someone with pelvic inflammatory disease uh, for instead of, um, let's say, endometriosis, because you would rather do that way than the other way around, since if you... Um, and then you might be more likely to refer or treat aggressively. And the other thing is that <clears throat> there is no um, normal... If any woman presenting with a painful period, always look for causes, e even if you suspect that um, there is no organic causes. It is safer that way to practice than, again, the other way around. So, yeah, you can give a short course of antibiotics. Um, that's very much um, straightforward. So risk factor, if there was a new partner, uh, recent partner chain, or if the partner had STI, recent um, instrumentation or pregnancy. Of course, we need to exclude ectopic pregnancy and surgical emergencies. So what type of investigation we do, we still gonna take endocervical swap from one test. We can check for chlamydia, gonorrhea, uh, or mycoplasma um, uh, genitalium. Investigation, uh, yeah, we will send the urine pregnancy test, urgent pelvic ultrasound, and uh, urine testing as well. So the bimanual examination is important to, now where is my trustworthy highlighter? Cervical motion tenderness. So in an exam, this is important to talk it out aloud. So we will look at specular examination to look at service. And if we are seeing mucopurulent discharge, that's important. So pelvic ultrasound is uh, going to be normal in most situations. However, it is to detect an alternate, alternative cause of pain or ruling out uh, ectopic pregnancy. If, if you have a portable ultrasound that's straightforward, just have a look on the lower belly. Um, but it is need to be formal ultrasound, so more likely in Australia, you will end up with the referring to the hospital. All right. 
Our patient is sad. I don't think anyone need to remember exactly this, at least in Australia, since we are more likely to refer this page before we are prescribing for the reason of clinical safety. Um, however, we want to cover broad spectrum antibiotics, sorry, broad spectrum, uh, or both negative, positive, and anaerobes. So that's the principle. So how do we achieve that? Um, the guidelines still recommend captrizone injection. Sure, uh, 500 milligram in two mil of lignocaine, uh, IM. All right, so we are not giving IV with lignocaine. So this is IM. It's more important. Uh, and you can give metronidazole 400 uh, BD and doxycycline. So we're assuming that you suspected pelvic infection, but patient is otherwise well. You're going to review the person every second day. This could be the plan. However, if you are not comfortable or if you think this is a severe case, you will be referring to the hospital. So what are they going to do? Um, of course, captrizone 2 gram daily. It plus uh, azithromycin plus metronidazole. So all heavy hitters. The reason for using that all together is most likely to cover broad spectrum as well as to reduce any risk of antibiotic resistance. So in terms of that, you take a swap and then you can start treatment. And um, if there is any IUD, it has to be removed. So when you refer a patient or consider admission, so this is quite obvious, anything out of our scope, we will go into uh, refer to hospital. And um, I do like that they always mention of this resuming the normal activity. So yes, you're not going to talk to the patient while you're about to send her to the hospital. This is in the follow-up appointment when they ask when they, when they can resume sex. And then this will be uh, a week when the symptoms are clear. So pain management is important. Um, now contact tracing is uh, only practical if it is the STI tests are positive. Uh, the mention of the pregnant woman, no, that's fine. I don't think it is relevant for exam point of view um, since, but anything can be used. However, we will need to avoid doxycycline in general and use azithromycin. So captrizone, metronidazole uh, with azithromycin. Contact tracing is important to check for chlamydia and gonorrhea for the partners. If it is positive, we will treat. That's straightforward. Follow-up. Follow-up, we will review on alternate day or three days, whichever way is easier for you. And then we will review weekly. And if there is any bacteria tested positive, we should do tests of cure. All right, so if I have to summarize, the pelvic inflammatory disease is a, a large, a broad umbrella term and encompassing infection of almost every part within the pelvis. Uh, many times, or up to 70%, there won't be any uh, specific bacteria will be found. We do have history 
examination and investigation. However, diagnosis is mainly clinical. If you have suspicion, you can start antibiotics. If, the, if you think the patient has severe condition, you should refer to the hospital. All right, and that's about all everything for pelvic inflammatory disease. That should be covering for at least for the exam point of view. Hopefully that is useful to you. Bye-bye.